I'm seeing something. It's smiling at me. But not a friendly smile. The worst smile I've ever seen in my life. Do you see it right now? September 30th. Hi, uh, welcome to episode two of Potterune, my podcast. Yeah, so uh, it's a Monday morning. I'm sitting at home. I've got a little bit of uh, bicycle separation anxiety because I've left my bicycle locked in town since Friday night because it was too late to, to bring the bike home. I couldn't get it on the bus. I had to get a taxi home. And uh, it's been there all weekend and I'm just worried that it's it's going to be gone, you know, because I've had this problem, two bicycles stolen on me in one week about a year ago. And I, I, I'll never forget the second bicycle. It was brand new. I'd bought it that day. I cycled up to Parnell Street and then I decided I needed batteries for the lamp for the bike. I locked it quickly, you know, I didn't I didn't really take care to lock it tight and I went into the shop on Parnell Street to get batteries and three, four minutes later I came out and it was gone and this guy just cycling it away. And uh, I was devastated. I I think I might have just fallen to my knees in uh, in dramatic kind of agony. And I was like, wow, and I ran after the guy on the bike. But obviously he was on my bike and much quicker than me. And uh, and, uh, and this oldish kind of guy came out of the pub and uh, he was standing there watching what happened. He'd seen it been stolen. And he goes to me, ah, you should have brought a better lock. I'm like, what? What, what the, f- what about the, what about they shouldn't have stolen the bike? They shouldn't have. Ah, uh, it's my fault. I, I almost, I, I cursed him out of it because I was like, "What the, what, what is attitude is this?" It's like, "Oh, it's your fault. You, you shouldn't have bought. You should have bought a better lock." The, the guys, it's going to be stolen if you don't buy a good lock. Obviously, it'll be stolen. I was like, like, it's like, it's like if you got hit by a car or something, and you're lying there half dead, and someone comes up and you go, "Ha! You should have looked where you were going." What kind of an idiot does that? Oh, whatever. Anyway, yeah. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce the show. It's uh, it's Patrick McDonald. I'm talking to you. Know him as Owen McLove. He's a he's a brilliant comedian and he's a good friend of mine. So enjoy. It's, it's a bit weird interviewing you, Patrick, because we're friends. You know, we're we're friends, really. Are, are we <laughs> friends? <laughs> well, yeah, I think so. But you just said friend and then hesitated. Well, I'm just so wondering. I don't know are, we, are we friends? Well, you know, yeah, I suppose we are. Yeah, we get on uh, well. Mm. I think, you know, it's easy enough. Yeah, with one other. I think we don't go to meet each other. We don't. We like, don't. I haven't don't seen. Re- I met your uh, partner yeah. there last year for the first time. But if I had mm. me doing gigs, I wouldn't have. I don't, you know, I don't go out much. Like, I would have, mm. I have people I work with very closely on different shows uh, and, mm. that, and who'd never have met my wife or mm. anything like that, or we've met socially. I just tend to go home. 
Mm. Are you, be, do you meet anyone? Do you ever ring someone and go, well, do you want to go for yeah, pints? I, you know, yeah, but friends who who I'd been to college with, occasionally, yeah. you know. Because I don't. But, like, I mean, I mean, comedians, not really. Mm. I mean, I'd see Paul Wood for a good bit because mm. we write stuff together and that. And I see McSavage yeah. a fair bit. Uh, and, like, we wouldn't necessarily be working on something. Might go to something he's in or a play. But that, that's about it. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. I used to a bit more, but I think when I was young and single and w- wanted people to drink with, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know if I. Yeah, I probably did say yeah, we'd go. Oh yeah, we'd meet for a pint, but it'd be a regular thing in the same pub probably every Friday. It'd yeah. be the same gang or something. That's right. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But, but when we were young, but when you're middle aged, you don't. I, I always. Is this going off subject now? But no, no, no. My father, that. like, uh, I grown up. I thought he has very few friends. There's one mm. guy. He used to work with, and he comes and visits, and he's no friends. And I thought there was something wrong with him. I thought, like, mm. how come I have friends, and all my brother and my brothers are friends, and mm. you don't. But you just don't, as a man, keep up. The, I think some men do. Some men do. I think if you live in a locality, and that mm. you know you do. But most of my friends now that I, I say I went to college with, they're out from Dundalk. Mm. They would say I hardly see anyone now. I just stay at home. And but my wife will will have a regular night out with the girls. Right. Yeah. 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 She keeps in touch. She rings constantly. Yeah. But we have very little to talk about beyond football. Thank God for football. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I mean, even I know uh, people like my. That's one of my. Best friends will be Paul Tylak. Although I'll never meet him. You never see him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you, he used to hang around with him all the time. You're like brothers. Yeah. He adopted your uh, accent and everything. Yeah, look. yeah. Not my look. Ah, well, he kind of, yeah. But he, I mean, he did adopt your accent because he came to uh, Dublin yeah. from London. Yeah. And within a year or two, he was he had a fully Irish dub, Irish accent like your accent. Like really. my accent. Well, because people used to say, uh, we, oh, I met your uh, cousin or your yeah. brother the other day. Your brother, like we don't look like each other. He's he's uh, half Sri Lankan and very quite dark, you know. Yeah, you're Galway. Um, yeah, Galway. Half, uh, uh, what do you call that Spanish boat? Whatever. Oh, you are, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Armada. The Armada, yeah. yeah. Are, yeah I know Maybe. That. I don't know. I, uh, I really yeah. don't know. Yeah. I doubt it. We're fact. going way off on a tangent. Got, that's now. going way back. My, uh, and similarly yeah. with my father-in-law, again, very few friends. But then it turns out, but well, my father and my father-in-law had, had great youths. They, 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 they had loads of friends and without. And, mm. you know, it's just, yeah, to fall away. And I, 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 would, I would tend to be, uh, you, you know, just a stay-at-home type anyway. Yeah. And, and, the work we do is kind of social. Well, that's the thing about it is when you're out, you're, you're mixing with, you're meeting people all the time. Yeah. But it may not be healthy meeting people because you're not really getting to know anyone. No. So you're not, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, when you do mm. have a night in, you just want to stay in. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And I don't have any friends from school at all. Like, yeah. So, but. Uh, I have friends in the dock. I keep in touch with yeah. Nowadays, I bring them once a year, twice a year. Yeah. And I have a couple of friends from college that ring more regularly. Right. But outside of that, yeah. Okay, so have we established we're friends? Ah, uh, we are friends. Yeah. Like, we do, yeah. Because when like, we do... A long time could go by without working. But uh, we do work together a lot because of the father-ted Father-ted connection. connection, yeah. And when we do work together, we get on well. We're not, grand, not have like, a laugh, yeah. Yeah, we have a laugh. Yeah. So, uh, um, there you go. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we cleared that up. Because I was insecure <laughs> when you went. He, he's my friend. Uh, we, no, I we, would. No, listen, yeah. I would count you as me, you, yeah. Patrick McDonald, and Paul Woodfull. I me, would say. I, I am Patrick. Yes. 
sorry. Paul Tylock. You, Paul Tylock, and Paul Wolf, I'd say, yeah, are I my know. three. I would I say, my say three that. friends. Yeah. And I, I probably yeah. have to say McSavage. Just because I feel sorry for him. Well, he won't listen. No he, won't, he won't be he listening. Won't be listening. No, no. But, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd like to get him in for an interview. Do you think he'd do he it? He mightn't, you know. He's in no. the awkward Yeah. Whatever, yeah. And okay. he's doing the play at the minute. He's doing the pillow man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in Galway. Have you seen it? No, no. It's, no. It just started last week and, and I think he's yeah. doing the preview tonight. Okay. And it's coming to Dublin next week. So ring him for tickets. Oh, I will. Not yeah. everyone. Not everyone listening. <laughs> That's not saying everyone can ring for tickets. Well, there's probably only two people listening anyway. Yeah. So. Paul Woodfall and Dude. Paul Tylock. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe just ring him, yeah. You have his number. Yeah. Uh, so give him a call. Um, okay. <laughs> so, Patrick, let's go back. Uh, so you're, you're from uh, um, Dundalk. Yeah, I'm from Dromiskin. Dromiskin and Dundalk. Yeah, That's where you were born and raised there. Born never, and raised, left moved at 17. Down. Yeah. And that was it, no. Yeah. And my family's, certainly my father's family and his, his mother's family can be traced back three 300 years. In, in Dromiskin? Yeah. Wow. So, we're, you know. Pure yeah. Dromiskin. If you did a, a DNA test, it'd be from Dromiskin, like, way back. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and my mother's family from kind of allowed. Well, is there a special DNA Dramiskin? Oh, there are DNA. markers. Yeah, there yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The big head. Yeah. That whatever gene causes my head to be bigger than normal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm from Dramiskin. Yeah. And uh, your father? What did your father do? I don't my know. father worked on the railway. He worked for CIE. He walked the line. I walked the line. You know that song? I yeah, yeah. The line. The line. That was about him. <laughs> he was a. Uh, what, what do you call a ganger man or gang? He worked in a gang oh. on the railway, and they were in the permanent way. Conor McDonald, who'd be another friend? Yeah, from, yeah, uh, from Dremis- a lovely guy. From Dremis- his father yeah. it came originally. I think his people came from Dremiskin, but they, yeah. his father worked for CIE as well. McDonald, oh, and they worked amazing. for CIE. Yeah. He worked in the station, and he said that the people on the permanent way on the track were making more money. So my father obviously made a bit more money, but we were quite poor though. Yeah. We lived in a fairly small house and we never had much money around. You know? Yeah, yeah, I was in your house, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. It'd be similar to how I grew up, mm. yeah. And did your mother work at that? No, no, she she was uh, just reared us. Mm. She went from rearing her family, her elderly parents, to marrying and then just rearing us. Really? Yeah, just looking after people. Did she ever, did she ever say, I wish I had a job? Yeah, she yeah. did, yeah. She'd love to be able to drive and have a job and all that. She didn't yeah. drive? No, oh. like me. Oh, you don't drive no, as well. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she, uh, yeah, she, so she just reared us. That was it, yeah. She kind of came from, she was kind of funny, though. She could do uh, impressions of people in the locality. and certainly. Yeah? Yeah, and her brother, uh, apparently, and I, I can't verify that, he, he, went, he lived in England, and I, I think he was a scriptwriter with the BBC. Really? Yeah, he worked certainly as a script editor. That's that really? his job, yeah. Oh, that's and amazing. And he worked on loads, lots of programmes. Not necessarily, I don't know what he worked on. I know he worked on Play School, which was a kids show yeah. in the 60s and 70s. And well, that, that's amazing because yeah. I was going to ask you, was there any kind of entertainment or show business yeah. in the family? But yeah, there, there is that. There is. there is, yeah. My uncle and also my aunt had been a budding actress, but yeah. got some uh, illness. I don't know, it was rheumatism, which is very young. And was bedridden for her life then, but she had shown promise. There are my mother had yeah. reviews of her. She was involved in plays in the locality. The 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 uh, the group, the drama group she was involved with, were well, very well known in the area. Oh, right. And she had a comic flair. There used to be a picture of her. She looked a bit like me, 
and she was making a face, just very like a face I would pull on stage. And my mother had that at home. I, I don't know where it's gone. That's amazing. But yeah, she she was uh, yeah. So she was involved. And then the O'Brien family. There isn't a connection to Dermot O'Brien who played the accordion. Oh yeah, yeah. There was that connection. They were kind of related. So, oh okay. Well, so there few, is show business. Yeah, in there the are. Family. My cousins were always in band. My brother was in a band in the eighties. Uh, and um, oh yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, 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 kind yeah, of a right. uh, okay, new, new, new romantic, new romantic, attack, yeah, yeah. So, so oh yeah, it was quite strong. All right, there was a, obviously yeah. a gene. We were saying, yeah. Uh, my father had no sense of humour, though. I mean, there was no show business. Yeah, they were very stern, serious people, brilliant at maths. Yeah, very, very. Uh, like he, he just got a job on the railway, but his brothers had, were in engineering and that, you know. Yeah. So they were very, they were so po-faced and serious. They had no sense of humour. So he uh, was he ever at a gig or anything? He never came to a gig, and they saw Father Ted. But I, I think they switched over at the break because they had no <laughs> idea what, what happened or anything when I asked them. Yeah, he, yeah. you know, he used to give out about. I always remember watching uh, Laurel and Hardy because we, I love them. And my mother loved them. My brothers, we used to laugh at them. But he, he used to go mad because they smashed up a kitchen once, and he thought that's a great look at the kitchen. Look at that. That's a good look at the the quality of that now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Book of <and> Egypt. <laughs> That's See, bad, absolutely it? no sense of humour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my father, uh, same thing. My seen father Ted, but just didn't didn't know what it no, was about. No. Yeah, he might have liked to kill in a scully. He was dead though by the time that was yeah, made. Yeah, and that would have, of course, ruined they, my my parents would have liked that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but anyway, you did. You went uh, when you finished school. You went to college in Maynooth, wasn't it? Yeah. What yeah. did you do there? Uh, not not much. I have to say. Mm. I did very. Li- I did a degree and uh, and I did a master's degree then. Mm. Uh, all just like from very little work. But what what no were you intending on there? Had you an idea? I had of no what idea of what I wanted to do. That was the thing. I thought mm. vaguely. My brother was a teacher, and I thought that'd be easy enough. You know, the hours would be all right, and you know, I could teach mm. English or history or something. And mm. but when I I did teach a bit after, and I hated it. Like I couldn't do it. It's just right. Just. I hated the war, and I was going back to school. Like I hated school. Right, yeah. it was so boring. And yeah. uh, and then I found myself back, uh, not in the school I went to, but like in yeah. schools in Dublin. And I hated it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but did you do any other performance before you did stand up? Did you do any performing? Uh, like, yeah, like, I did. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I kind of. Oh, I had a. I was kind of. Uh, like I was very shy and awkward as, as a kid. Yeah. Really awkward, very withdrawn. I didn't go out to discos when everyone else was starting to go to discos. And yeah. I was really awkward, very shy around girls. I just, at, at a certain age, about 12, I couldn't talk to girls. Like, pe- yeah. girls have been in my class for years. I just got very shy. And uh, and I suppose around the, uh, the, the early teens, I found that if I could be kind of funny, a bit witty. Yeah. And that was kind of like a way of interacting, you know? Yeah. So I think I honed that a yeah. lot. And... Uh, so by the time I got to college, all I had was I yeah. was kind of funny. Yeah, you're like really else. good at the one-liner in conversation. In conversation, yeah. But mm. I wish I could tap that and put it into, you know, get that, use do it on telly or something. Because all I'm known for is like acting or a bit of stand-up. But mm. it's that, I'm quick at the picking uh, up on uh, something. N- yeah, Cutting remarks. Cutting sometimes. remarks. Sometimes, not all. No, not all is, yeah. But you yeah, can I know. floor somebody. So that's all I had that. I had that. Uh, and that was my talent. And I honed that in college. And as I went along, I, I thought, geez, I wouldn't mind trying to do some acting or writing. Mm. Writing was the thing. Mm. Uh, and I did write some scripts in college. And uh, friends were, of mine were in DCU. You know them, Peter Murphy and a few other oh, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. the feature film director. And he, what, what has he done? What's he's the, done a feature which, film. Which one? And I was in it and I'm cut from it. I'm apparently on the cutting room floor. Oh. No. Yeah, yeah. 
What's the uh, film? It's called Traders. It's not out Mike yet. Savage is in it, yeah. It's not out yet? No. And I had two little scenes now. There were, it was nothing. Like, it's not a big shock. Right, right. But, I'm not on the but anyway, Peter. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I, I had friends from the dock. They had access to equipment uh, to film uh, sketches and stuff in, in DCU. So yeah. I filmed a lot. I wrote scripts and made films, there, made oh. short videos there. Uh, what, 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 what did you do with them? Then? We did a thing. Uh, one of them was broadcast on uh, on DCU television. It went out on cable in around Dublin. Mm. It was about two footballers called the Spandley Brothers, Lee mm. and Gary Spandley. It was, like, it was very influenced by Spinal Tap. Yeah. We tried to do for football what Spinal Tap had done for... Uh, Music. Yeah, music or and a documentary style. Documentary style type of thing. Mm. Well, on no budget. Like, it was mm. really did it for nothing. And and I got a taste for it then. I loved mm. performing, but particularly the writing, coming up with ideas. Mm. I got a real... Uh, Who were you writing with? A, guy, a friend of mine called Mark Horker. He's yeah. Now a musician. Yeah. <clears throat> he's got, had a couple of albums out and he lives in Dundalk. Mm. So, uh, yeah. And then years, uh, we, we kept that up. We did a few short films. And we tried to get uh, some scripts made in RTE. Remember Barry Murphy had a show called The End? Yeah, The End. Yeah, yeah The I End. Did, I did Sean Moncrief did one night and Barry did yeah. one night. And I was like, there, yeah, we, we could maybe talk about it later, the okay. evolution of comedy in Ireland. But that was, yeah. that was important, I think, at the time because they put on a lot of stuff. That I remember Paul Woodfall on it. And yeah, he yeah. He might have been. I didn't know I did, know, I did, did it. I did, uh, uh, I did a song with yeah. uh, uh, Declan Rooney and... Uh, your man from uh, Camber Court, uh, Paddy Cullivan. Paddy Cullivan. We did a song. Uh, we did a piss like, of um, E Seventeen song. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I remember that, and, and so I, myself and Mark uh, had said, "Geez, I'd love to get some stuff on that. That'd yeah. be great." Yeah. And uh, we were uh, so we, we we went out to RTE, or Mark went out to RTE, and Barry Murphy was there. Said, and we'd made fil- we'd made some film short sketches. Yeah. And showed them to him. And he says, they're quite good, but look, you know, they're not really there. Maybe you'd be better off coming in and doing, getting involved in stand-up and honing your material and then filming it and trying yeah. it out. So myself and Mark were going to do a double act. He yeah. rang Barry Murphy to try to get some uh, gigs and then Barry didn't get back or something. Really? Then uh, I approached Barry myself yeah. outside the International one night and he, he gave me his number. And I kept trying to get in touch with Mark. Mark, I don't know, he's in Belfast at the time. Didn't get back to me. He says, right, that's it. I'm going to do it myself. Mm. So that's when I rang Barry for gigs. And I had no idea what I was going to do because we had, we had intended to do characters yeah. that we were doing. Like those footballers or so, something like that. Yeah. And I had no idea how to do stand-up. I, I'd only been to the International once or twice. Yeah. I didn't know what I was going to do. So the first night I got up, I just came up with any old rubbish. Well, did you know before you got on stage, you must have had an idea. I did have an idea. Yeah, yeah. But it was really flimsy. Like, yeah. Really flimsy. I know, you know, some people are gag writers. You yeah. know them, the Carl Spains and the Michael Mays. Yeah. They'd have a body of gags that they'd have yeah. built up. I had nothing. Yeah. A few stories or funny anecdotes or observations I'd had. But really, I, I went up with nothing for five minutes. I'm just and just on... Force of personality, I think I got away with it. Well, uh, yeah, because... So would you have done... Because like, I remember seeing you in the early days, so you were doing stuff about characters from Dundalk. Yeah, but that was later, yeah. Oh, that so was I did later, that, right. That, the first one went okay. I did about three gigs then and died me arse. Absolutely de- died. Yeah. And I thought, right, I'm going to quit now. Yeah. Because I'm really not that cut out for it. And I said, I have one gig left in the international, right? What will I do for that? I'll just talk a bit about these characters from... Dramiskin. Yeah. Slithery Noel. He's dead now, so we can talk about him. But yeah. yeah. But I just thought, we always thought that was a great name. Yeah. A guy called Hung Hui. 
who's a light, but he, he doesn't matter. And uh, Mad Benny. Mad Benny, yeah. yeah. God, yeah. And so I just got up and talked about these and that went really well. Yeah. And that really caught me started, yeah. Yeah, because when I saw you first, I just was amazed yeah. by you. I thought well, you were amazing. So, but and do you know what we were yeah. saying? I was saying, like, for the, in those early uh, years, uh, first two years, I did very quirky stuff. Mm. You know, it was very odd, very yeah. out there. And I was championed by the Irish Times, like, you know. Yeah. Remember that? Remember yeah, 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 Brian, Brian Boyd. Boyd. Yeah. And he'd always write these reviews. But I, I'd go out of, I'd go to Cork and go to Galway. Or do a gig in Munningar, or just out of Dublin, say in the suburbs. Yeah. And I die my arse. Like, absolutely, yeah. that stuff didn't translate. Yeah. So I had to beef my act up with a yeah. bit of material. Right, yeah. And yeah. then you went, I wasn't as popular with the Irish Times. Right. You know, do you get that? Uh, well, I, I would have uh, kind of felt that kind of thing that, I don't know, say me and Patrick, or you're Patrick, sorry. Yeah, you're all right. Paul Tyler. To doing maybe quirky stuff or or even yeah and then but yeah but and maybe in the interna- international storm but then we would die all over the place yeah yeah, yeah. and you had to come but up with something like, and, and you know when I think about it now the, uh, sorry, look I'll talk about your material yeah that was brilliant material and it wasn't your it was the audiences were thick yeah, I have were. to say yeah, oh no with was. the benefit of experience it was funnier than the that, stuff I do that, now that is the truth but it, it was is, brilliant material yeah. no they, they, they it may be if if we, a few of us had gone to England yeah there yeah. might have been a, a, you know a circuit there for that sort of material yeah, it would have been yeah. appreciated more and mm. it was quite appreciated in Edinburgh I'd done reasonably well with it in Edinburgh mm. uh, but here to make a living you're not going to really be able to do it unless yeah you know and then uh, I don't. We'd done a few bits on telly then because I got to know you and a few others like Paul, Paul yeah. Tylock. Yeah. And uh, we did a few bits on telly. Do you remember the... We did. Yeah, remember Peter Murphy? Peter. Oh, film. yes, yes, we, we did. did the um, Candidate. The Candidate, yeah. 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 And not long after that, then I got a part in Ted. Yeah. So it was yeah. only within a year or two. Oh, was it, it within, yeah? Yeah, from doing my very first gig, it was like about two years, a little less than two years I got cast yeah. in Ted. Yeah. Yeah. So, but before that, so you were just... Uh, I was working in a, a jumper shop. I was oh, working yeah, in the yeah, you were working yeah. in the... Well, I did a master's degree. I, I, I'm amazed uh, that you're working... Now, when I th- think about it, you're working in with the public. I would have thought you, you, you would have hated interacting with the public, selling jumpers. Uh, no? It, again, you know, it was like, it was social and it got me out of the house. It got me out of the flat because mm. I could have been hanging around flats just... When I gave mm. up the job, actually, I stopped writing material because all that material you're talking about, mm. I was trying that out on my uh, co-workers and I, I was, you're, you're social and you're active and the brain is active. And then once I quit the job, I just stayed in bed for the day and then got up to do the gig <laughs> and uh, did nothing. I, I wasted myself. I remember uh, you were the, one of the hardest, you and flipping uh, Colin McDonald, the hardest people to contact. Oh, yeah. You you had no mobile no, for no, years. For years. It was, it email was the address. phone in no, the hall. My my what do you call it? You lived in a flat, and it was the phone in the hall of the, the building. Hall, yeah, that was how we were to be contacted. That's right. Yeah, that's my voicemail. Was the alcoholic in the basement? Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's always been like that with good comedians. They're the hardest to contact. Well, and the yeah, fellas who are shit. I keep think ringing you push themselves really. Yeah. People with very little. Ability are really can push themselves. Oh, it's to, unbelievable because you know, yeah. I know from booking. I used to run the Colin's Thursday. Amazing and sorry, Colin is amazing. Yeah, you know, yeah. and he's got a great on-screen presence. But you know, he's he's like me. I mean, I'm not I'm not as bad as I was, but lazy. You know, 
Yeah, but like with Colomy, you'd ring and never get. He'd leave him up voice You wouldn't get, and he'd always say, "Ah, no, I wouldn't be. I would. I wouldn't be yeah. up uh, before three o'clock in yeah. the afternoon." Yeah, or, yeah. But I, I, yeah. Mm. I mean, there's lazy, but I think. I, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a but psychological. Do, do you, thing you not as well. think there's uh, with some people there's a bit of a fear of success? Fear of success. I have that. Yeah. Mm. Oh, definitely. I don't know how I'd handle it. Yeah. I think there'd be a lot of pressure comes would come with it. Not that I'm not saying I could have been huge, but. I'd say I probably did put, like some of the people I know, put a bit of break on, on it. Oh, I didn't have uh, the yeah. narcissistic, have <laughs> narcissistic <laughs> thing to, some people have who could push themselves and yeah. are very happy to go on the late late and take risks. I wouldn't be a risk taker. And I'm no. t- kind of passive and I let other people take the limelight. Like naked camera, I, I, I was approached and I could have been more prominent in that, but... I yeah. thought, oh, geez, PJ is brilliant. And so push, we pushed. I would have pushed a lot of material onto oh, yeah. PJ even. You know, oh, really, yeah. I was happy to hide behind that. And McSavage as well, you know, writing material for mm. him and giving him some of the good stuff I could have kept for myself, mm. you know. Mm. But I wonder, is there, a, yeah, there's an element of that fear in the... Yeah, yeah, I've noticed that in a few people. I and even like getting, the, getting a big break. Like doing millions of really good gigs, storming gigs, and then you get a good break, some gig, and then the nerves get to you, you know. I was like that. Unbelievable. I, I, I felt that uh, when uh, I, I was doing loads of gigs with Pat Short, and then um, uh, I was getting a good live set and a reputation, and then I got my own Vicar Street, and uh, I hated it. Yeah. I hated having yeah. to go on as the main yeah. act, the, the responsibility, responsibility of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't I hated the whole no, gig. No, I know. I was shitting it for the whole gig. Yeah, yeah. It's and, a terrible thing. And also there was a part, there was an element of it that uh, uh it's not the whole lot, but uh that my I was t- I was honing material for a pat short audience, which means I was simplifying it, which means I didn't particularly like my material. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it's kind of thought I'm yeah. a bit of a fake here. Yeah, you get that. It's that self-conscious bit. I did loads of gigs for Tommy Tiernan about ten years ago. I was supporting yeah. him on Vicar Street. Stormed every night, and suddenly it was the hundredth gig he did, and like mm. all these celebs were in, and all these people, important people, were all in the audience, and that was the toughest gig I did. I was all self-conscious. I was in the final of So You Think You're Funny with Tommy Tiernan and. Uh, Jason Bourne and that and at oh, the time yeah. I was being hyped and pushed So You Think You're Funny is the yeah, uh, Channel 4 Channel uh, 4 uh, competition, competition held in the Edinburgh Festival yeah, the Edinburgh yeah. Festival so yeah. I, you were in the final at that I got to the final I did really well in the in the semi-final the heat in the heat and then the semi-final in the I bottled it a bit you know in the in the final yeah definitely so there yeah but luckily I suppose with the two of us with yeah. Graham and Arthur had such belief in us yeah, you know, when you for Father Ted. When you think about it at the yeah. time, it was a huge thing. It was huge, and we gra- we 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 couldn't but just grasp it. And y- yeah, you know. yeah, we well, were well, almost told. I mean, I was told to, uh, or, or the people who were doing the auditions for my, my were told to contact me, and they didn't contact me. Yeah, and Graham reminded them again to contact yeah. me. So yeah. it was like could easily have not got. Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah same here. Yeah. So but like when, when you did Father Ted. Uh, after that, did things change? Uh, what did you do after well, Father Ted? You know what? I, I was keeping. I was kind of busy up to then because mm. I, I had I had that bit of a push from the Irish Time, Brian Boyd. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and and I've been kind of busy. And we, I was always doing stuff. Mm. And then after Ted, things got very quiet for a time. Yeah, for about a year, I'd say. I was signing on, and uh, and Kilkenny came around. I wasn't booked for Kilkenny. That was the first year I didn't do it. 
And what, what it's year, getting a bit depressing, what, isn't it? A bit what negative. What year are we talking about here? That was 98. 98. That is, and I didn't play it that's that That's the last... When's the last time you did Kilkenny? Uh, 2006. Oh, were you at Lisa Richards? You were, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. Right. No, not, not a... The Lisa not Richards I did, a- agency. Yeah. I, 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 only, I, I don't know what I did with... I don't know if I played it when I was with them. Doesn't mm. matter. But, uh, mm. uh, but Father Ted knows it took, it took a while f- to get... To make myself more established after that. It didn't mm. really... I, I missed out. Remember there were loads of festivals around the country. Murphy's put money behind. Oh, and um, Carol Cigarettes. did got to play them. I didn't play too many of them. Mm. And it took a while to get established after that. And I got a part in Don't Feed the Gondolas was the big thing then. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, I, I was doing the voice uh, Vox Pops. Vox Pops, street. that was brilliant. Yeah, that was brilliant. That was about a year after Ted... Maybe a bit more than a oh, year, well, year and a half. Pretty, that's pretty good. I mean, I know it's a year and a half. Yeah, um, I got the sign off then, and then I got an ad for first act, which got paid a good bit of money at the time. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, things started that, taking that, that off. Was then. I got loads of gigs yeah. then. We did Edinburgh as well, 98. Oh, we did Edinburgh, and it went well, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did, yeah. We got good reviews. Probably, yeah. I didn't, I still don't think they were. Uh, we deserved them, but they were good. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a, was, you know, it was okay. The, the first year was definitely very good. Yeah, know? I suppose yeah. it was a good show, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, and we went, t- t- did a tour together yeah, after Edinburgh. Yeah. And yeah. like I remember touring, when we toured Ireland, we were getting maybe ha- half full theatres. And I thought, I thought that was terrible, but it was actually brilliant. Was really good. We yeah. did Limerick, f- sold out. We did yeah. Letterkenny, sold out. Yeah. And there were several other theatres. And then we did, there were a few theatres and they just never promote you. But yeah. compared to how we do now, I think it was pretty good. Well, compared to how anyone, anyone does is doing now. Anyone is doing now. Very few people sell out yeah, theatres. We actually right. did a no, really, was a good, really good healthy time. And then the Laughter Lounge Open. Yeah. We did that quite a bit. We got yeah. quite a few gigs then. Yeah. That and uh, yeah. And Edinburgh yeah. kind of beefed up the acts. Our both are acts, you know. It kind of gave us a bit more muscle. Yeah. In terms of stand up. That was certainly at that time. Oh, just to have it done Edinburgh because we do a whole month of yeah. stand-up and you're not just doing your own show, you're doing yeah, other little gigs. Gig. So you just... About 50 gigs in a month. Changes. It either breaks you or makes you better, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so coming back from that, Jesus, like, we were storming. And, yeah. Uh, for, yeah, for you years. You were up in Belfast as well doing a lot of gigs up yeah. in the theatre there. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Back in the days, we were flying. But we didn't realise how no. flying we were. No. Because you compare yourself to Tommy Tiernan, who's selling out big theatres, and you think, we're not going down. But, like, at the time, we were flying. It was going really well. Yeah, because a lot of the acts now that you, you are maybe, you think, are good or whatever, they wouldn't be able to fill it. They wouldn't no. be able to sell 10 tickets in a no. theatre. But anyway, let's talk about... Uh, what about the the Kilkenny Festival? Isn't that a particularly weird one that me and you have, would never get booked to stand ups there for years? No, we didn't. And no, and even though we went to Edinburgh and we did, uh, and we run the loops, you know, we never got booked. And uh, yeah. I got booked in '96, and when I just started, and I wasn't really ready, you know, in '97. And then I got into again in 2000, and this is boring for people to hear, but yeah. Well, it's just uh, a, like it's a. It, I don't know if it has the same. Uh, it doesn't have the same cachet, cachet or now, but it now, used no. to be the big thing. It was the big thing. And and it, was a great, it was a great weekend to go out and be with your peers and to. Yeah, and to good crowds. Uh, and and it was good crack to do, and, and you got profile. paid well. Pa- paid well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah no, it didn't, didn't, didn't do it for a couple of years, and uh, yeah. But for some reason, there was a group, uh, there was a group of people that uh, maybe just. 
were like I think me and yourself and maybe well obviously Dave McSavage ruined it for himself possibly he did, did yeah, he yeah. By, by going yeah, nuts yeah, yeah. Uh, but um yeah, they did favour certain acts, but look, let's mm. not dwell on that. Yeah, okay, fuck it. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. that I'm very bitter. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. no, no, but like, you, you know, we've, do, we've both done okay and we're still keeping at it and, uh, yeah. yeah. It's just kind of a mystery it as to mystery. why certain acts... Uh, certain ropey acts were getting places. Like, yeah. I mean, certainly back, way back, yeah. there were certain cliques uh, in any kind of way, in any uh, but it's just, industry, you're going to get cliques. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to go on about it too much, but look, I've seen your act so many times, and I've I know your act inside out, and I always laugh at it, yeah. it always storms. Yeah, and yet no one, the uh, Kenny comes around every year, and you're not booked. No. It's just nuts. Yeah, but like, you always say why? Know, like yeah. you don't even think why? No, no, no. I do, I do worry and wonder about yeah. it, but I don't maybe have the personality, and I think maybe but Colin McDonald would be the same as me. But you, you, what, you what, what do you mean the personality? All I have to do is go really? out. If anyone goes out and looks, I think uh, what acts prejudice, are but I, I don't know why that is. Like you know, oh, maybe Colin McDonald, yeah, yeah, Colin, and there's quite a few. Who wouldn't be, uh, yeah, wouldn't be favoured, you know, favoured like that. But like, there's no nowadays other... I'm fine. Like, Jerry Mallon runs a lot of festivals and I get to play yeah. Picnic every year and the... the yeah, the of other... course, and the vote, the one in yeah, the, the Ivy Gardens. Yeah, 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 it's great. So, you know, it's it's not too bad. I'd like to get more gigs in Vodafone, but, you know, whatever. Mm. But again, it's it's to do with, with agency or with... Well, I think what happens is and... there's an agency, a big agency in, mm. in Dublin and if they, they have some big acts and if... If yeah. if you want them acts, you have to take the smaller acts. Yeah, I think that's how it works. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so uh, that makes yeah. we didn't really get on well with that agency. Like no. it just didn't work out for us. And yeah, a lot of mm. people have left. It's the Lisa Richards agency. That's yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. They they favour a certain type of act. And yeah, well, I find it really. Weird. I I think what happened was uh, when I joined it, say that agency, I thought they. Because I'm with them, they'll be working for me. Yeah. I didn't think that you had to go in and talk to them. No. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or ring them up or keep ringing all them. the time. Yeah, there and are certain networking skills that I wouldn't have. And I couldn't do that. No, I, no, I, I don't know how. I couldn't do it. No, you see, when you do voiceovers sometimes with mm. other actors and mm. comedians, they know the name of the receptionist. They know the people. They're <laughs> high-five and slapping. And I'm going in, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're going in. And suddenly, they, you know, they're winning. These people, yeah, they'll get more work, and they, yeah, I mean, a lot of these acts yeah. will hang around the agency all the time, and yeah, buy, buy presents for people, and <laughs> yeah. actually, aren't that good, really, and have yeah. made a little career for themselves yeah. just by networking. Well, definitely, there's a lot yeah. of that, and, and you know, but then they, the they, they usually they they do well for a while, and they, they fall away out. because they don't really have because there's talent. no talent. Yeah. yeah, but so I mean, but at the same time, but the funny thing was leaving Lisa Richards in about 2004. I hadn't done television. I joined them when I after. I got mm. Don't Feed the Gondolas yeah. and that came to an end after the, sec- the second series that I did with them mm. and then I got nothing on television while I was with them and in 2004 we fell out there was uh, some issue over gigs and, uh, you and, and within Richards. weeks yeah within yeah. weeks I got Naked Camera and also I got an Apartments too, which ran yeah. for two series and Naked Camera ran for three yeah. series yeah. and it, things took off again from there for me, from leaving. Yeah, no, it's weird because when I joined them as well, I, I, I kept saying, look, I really want to act. If you can yeah. get me auditions, they got me two auditions. Yeah. One of them was for a, a character who was bald. Yeah. <laughs> ah. the, uh, I used to get so angry. Uh, they rang me to go on uh, and I they didn't tell me. This is uh, one of the this, this Australian person worked for them and mm. she rang me to go on the Fred McCauley show on, uh, in, on Scottish radio. Mm. And brought me into the BBC studios in Dublin here to go on. And I thought I was going to be talking about my act or whatever. They were talking about Mother's Day. And my mother had just died. Oh, Jesus. 
and they and I had to say to Fred, "Well, she's dead," and like it was really awkward. And this was there. This was just the you know an aptitude that you were dealing with. Yeah, shocking. Yeah. You know, yeah, just yeah. the the misconnections and the, the just oh the confusion with them was terrible. They're really, it's really bizarre. Yeah. I mean, I actually left Lisa Richards, uh, and uh, the year after I left them. Uh, they booked me for the Kilkenny Festival. Now, there's a connection between yeah. the festival. Yeah. I, I, I presume they say they don't run the festival. Yeah, no. But uh, yeah. there's a very strong connection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I know, I know. But um, No, I've been very lucky, though, because, uh, mm. I, you know, say Naked Camera came out of, just happened to be, I'm not an outworker, and, but, like, the guy who, who directed it just happened to be in the, in the Laughter Lounge one night and saw me. Interact with someone, yeah, yeah, and yeah, said, yeah. "Oh, he might be good," mm. and uh, that's how I got that. I hadn't been ringing around or networking or you know, yeah, awesome people, yeah. And like Savage again with the Savage Eye was just because yeah. I got on with him because he doesn't he 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 shares our views about yeah. the industry. Yeah, that's you probably know. one of the the hardest things about say getting into uh, stand up. Uh, that the biggest learning curve is that uh, you, I think you have this very naive idea that your talent or something will be enough, uh, or that or that that even the RTE, that's what they want. They want good TV, and that's all they think about. But it's not really. It's not at all. No, no. There's no, no one in RTE is going like a talent spotter. There had been no. Jenny Griffin now, and Jenny Griffin, a Canadian lady. Mm. Who who had worked as a development officer maybe in there for a yeah. time? She had been. Oh yeah, Jenny Griffin. Kind, yeah. She was at the pitch for Naked Camera, mm. and now the two other guys didn't know what we were talking about at the meeting and had no point of reference with any other hidden camera show except Mike Murphy. Mm. Uh, but they, she had some idea of what was happening in Britain with them, say mm. Trigger Happy or whatever. But they had no idea of any of those shows, mm. and she was also involved in Stew. Which is all, you know, a decent yeah, enough yeah, show, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think she might and probably, the Savage Eye, yeah, very much behind. Oh, that. was she? Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. I didn't know that. So She's, I mean, she when she was in there, yeah, you had some, you know, there were some decent out shows made and. Uh, and commissioned. Yeah, but she was... But once she's you, not there now, there's no one there. There's no one there to do that job. They're not going to come to you. You have to go to them. There's no to one be, actually going to be going out looking no. for acts and no. seeing them no. and going to talent, um, you yeah. know, stand-up nights or anything. No, they have no idea. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's an, it's an awful bizarre. Setup. It is bizarre. I, I think maybe, I don't know if it's true, in mm. England there may be people with their finger on the pulse a I, bit more. I don't, only did a few gigs in, in Britain, but I met a few people from BBC... For radio, yeah. maybe people, yeah, yeah, yeah. you would kind of meet them. They, 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 yeah. yeah, they would know what's happening in the world. But Norte is a very strange place. It's like a, it's like a, it's a bit like the seminary from Maynooth. It's a bit old and set in its ways and conservative. Yeah, well, I, I know, it's like a, say a nest I, of vipers. I, I, <laughs> well, I can I kind of compare it to when I went for planning permission. Uh, you'd you'd be refused but for no from uh, just bizarre reasons arbitrary kind of a, a, a yeah. things yeah nothing to do with your talent or what no yeah, yeah. yeah or, so uh, it's it's uh, difficult so anyway yeah, things yeah. happen by accident generally in Ireland and the, the less interference from RTE the better <laughs> yeah. when they're on top of it because I know from, from Stu which was was well received and, and uh, had its moments and it was very yeah. good in ways. But like Gorty were very involved in that and saying you can't yeah. can say this, you can say that. But with Naked Camera, they just let us go. They just, w- when they saw the, pro- the final product, that was the first they had a, a, to do with it at all. Yeah. So they had no, they had no, there was no interference. And the same with the Savage Eye, pretty much, 
we'd give them the scripts but that was it mm. like there was no interference yeah when when did Naked Camera start uh, 2004 we did the pilot 2005 right 2007 uh, and how, how much season. input to, into the because I think they went to a good few people didn't they and it was just yeah. being a hidden camera show that was all the remit the was originally remit. yeah it was going to be a broad kind of it's a bit like the fear came out you know it's a bit like just the gags yeah and not the characters and the personalities you know yeah uh, there were there were all corny enough setups in fairness yeah uh, and I suppose myself and uh, McSavage who was involved at the time oh really I didn't we, know we tried to do something a bit bit deeper maybe or yeah. try to get a few characters in and develop them and yeah and he, he so you McSavage came, burnt a bridge no one of his did many he bridges. really yes, he burnt a bridge he wow. did That's and he, he left it and so mm. thank God we'd been talking to PJ mm. and he, he came in and just immediately clicked yeah great uh, ideas and uh, that was great and then they so did production you, did, company did, found Maeve did you have input into uh, PJ's characters uh, well yeah, yeah some of it you know I mean mm. y- y- yeah say the jumper guy like I, yeah. I, I had that idea and it wasn't necessary it was before PJ got on board that we'd have this guy going around you know um, with buying things well he was going into a yeah he was going to go into a hardware shop Right, with, ca- with, ca- with loads of cash. With, with the cash, yeah. Well, that, yeah, yeah. We we came up with that maybe a week before we did it. All right, I suggested yeah. he bring in a just fake cash, like stuff that's photocopied, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't think anyone twigged that it was like that. It, you know, people thought, oh god, it's he's real got cash. cash. He's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, but I mean, beyond that, we we'd be always be there'd always have to be someone like uh, PJ would always want me or Maeve hanging around, or I would want them. For ideas, you know, it depends. Mm. What do I do? What am I going to say? And you think, well, if you say this and that, you know. So. Oh, when you're actually there. Yeah. And we'd have a meeting at the start of the series each year mm. and we'd come up with, you know, ideas. So, uh, yeah. And were you comfortable doing that uh, format? Was it hard? Like going was up very to hard. people in the public? Yeah. yeah, it was really hard. I felt very uncomfortable because, first of all, like PJ and Maeve were very un- complete unknowns. Yeah. And could go out and not be recognised anywhere where I had been recognisable from Father Ted. All right, yeah. And uh, even the, I think the week we started filming, they broadcast the Own McLove episode. So it, w- it was that was quite tough. Mm. So from the start, I was always wary of being recognised. And uh, and also, I did a thing. Huh? You you really are good with the public because you did the Vox Pops on yeah. Gondolas, and that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, know. that's right. Yeah, you had a way of. Uh, so you weren't uh, patronising people. No. You weren't taking the piss. No. You were just kind no, of leading them on. It was good, yeah. But yeah. I, I did. I mean, but it was nerve right. It was like doing a gig, doing a stand-up gig where you get really worked up and nervous and pace mm. up and down. It was like that doing each time you did a hit mm. on Naked Camera. But, and, and you might go for days without getting a good one, but when you got a good one, there was no buzz like it. It was phenomenal when someone fell. Yeah? Yeah. Um, and how did you know when to... Like, I suppose maybe your characters didn't really push it too far, did they? Well, it was dangerous enough, you know. I mean, there were times I was threatened and it was going to be people, people were going to hit me. Yeah. Uh, especially when I played the Orange Man, that was very, uh, very nerve wracking. Yeah. Because uh, people did, guys did come up and, and physically threaten me. Really? Yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah, if you don't take that off, I'll whatever. And shove it somewhere yeah was there anyone there to protect you yeah there were I mean there was always like sound men and cameramen and that so no one ever bothered with us but like they would threaten us yeah definitely uh, so but uh, that, that was never but that was probably my favourite character to do I really enjoyed mm. that because I don't know it was just you know I enjoyed I've always liked I've always found them fa- people in you know loyalists are 
you know, those evangelicals from the north. Fascinating. Mm. And I love playing that character. Mm. And uh, I got a good buzz out of that. But it was hard to do. And, and as the years went on, obviously, it was harder because we were all recognised. So, yeah. yeah. How many series did you do? Three. Three. Yeah. It was phenomenal, though, at the time. Like, you know, Massive. I remember, I mean, PJ just became the biggest thing in the country for a time. Like yeah. Jake Stevens thing. It was phenomenal. And we did big shows around Ireland uh, doing with sellout shows and theatres. Yeah, and... Uh, but you did your stand-up, was it? You tried to did do the character. Did you try to do the characters? We life? did once in Akil Kenny, but it didn't work. Yeah, Maeve really wanted to do that. Yeah, because she didn't want to be associated, have her stand-up associated with the Naked Camera brand, and so she said, "I'm doing a character, and we should all do characters." And I want to be different. I want to be, you know, my own thing. And so she went on in the bride dressed as a bride. Yeah, Akil Kenny had just flopped. Like you know, people were expecting to see Maeve, and she was doing this character. It was a bit odd. But uh, yeah, no, we couldn't do it. The characters never worked. It was very hard to, to think to do. Like really? Savage has tried it. It's very hard to do a character like that from television yeah. and do oh, it live. Unless you really put the work in and hone it. It's like any stand-up yeah. or routine. Or but what, what, what characters uh, Savage tried? Uh, oh, you know... Um, from, from the Savage yeah, Eye? Yeah, from the Savage Eye, yeah. Say Bull Mick or whatever. You can only do it for a minute. Yes, because yeah. it's, uh, it's a very two-dimensional yeah. character. Yeah, it is. yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, well, I can imagine why Nick Campbell wouldn't work because basically those characters are interacting with the public and you can't do that on stage. You can't. No, you can't. No, it didn't so. work. No. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, so listen, after uh, Nick Campbell, you did Stu. We did Stu. That was yeah. a, a concurrent. Oh, it was concurrent. Yeah, was it was, it was mm-hmm. as we did it. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, not many people watched Stu and that's so I could get away with the Nick Campbell stuff. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, no, it was. It, yeah. Stu had some great stuff in it. It was just... It was really well produced. Too. Well produced. It looked it great. Looked great. Mm. And uh, some of the characters were really strong. Mm. Um, and were you writing on that? Of, no, I didn't write on that. Right. No, no. It was just, but it was a bit monotone or something. It was a bit... Something. I think what it could have done was more writers. More writers, yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely, yeah. Um, it did, yeah, it was limited. And some of the material, now looking back, it would have worked well in a kid's show, I think. It was it was of that, yeah. you, know, you know, Horrible Histories, that kind of kids. Yeah, yeah. It it was a bit like that. It was mm. a bit soft for an adult So maybe it should have been on earlier. Like, on on so earlier in the It could have been day. on earlier, yeah. If you yeah. just made a kid's... Sketch show, it might have worked better. Yeah. But uh, it didn't, yeah, I could just needed more writers. Yeah, absolutely. Two guys doing it in a short space of time wasn't enough. Yeah, and there were some good fun characters that were repeated a lot and they, ah, they didn't... By uh, the second series, they should have been dropped. Like, I yeah. played an alcoholic and it was fine for two, epi- two, two episodes. Mm. But after a while, I just be, oh, he's going to say I'm an alcoholic and that was, that was the problem. Well, I think uh, maybe that's influenced by the Fast Show did that a lot and Fast Show was huge. Yeah. Uh, but I yeah. didn't really like the Fast Show. I like huge. the Fast Show a lot now, but yeah. But, but no, sometimes they had a big uh, team of the character yeah. in the Fast Show just had a catchphrase, had nothing yeah. more no, than a catchphrase. No, no, I know. Yeah. Well, it's funny, yeah, the, uh, with, 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 say, with the Savage Eye, there's a real variety of types of, there's pantomime like Big over-the-top sketches, yeah. followed by fairly downbeat, you know, fairly underplayed uh, sketches. Mm. And there's a lot of variety of styles where it's Stu mm. in one style, pretty much. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. and it just yeah, got it. a bit flat, maybe. I felt a bit flat after yeah. a while, yeah. Well, I think the main problem with, say, RT sketches is just not enough writers, not enough no, input. it should have been a know? team. Like, yeah. well, that's what McSavage did with, yeah. uh, with Savage Eye. Like, we were... 
four of us mm. putting in a lot of time and other writers come, uh, giving other mat- mm. some material. There was a big team involved where it was just the two Pauls. That wasn't really enough, yeah, I'd it's, say, yeah. It's too much. And, uh, yeah, you did, but you did another thing years ago, the, the O Show, was it, on BBC I did Radio? on Radio 4, yeah. Yeah. But that was, uh, yeah, it was funny because that was the time my parents were very sick and dying. Yeah. And, you know, and, uh, so I didn't really get to write as much or put it, as much input in that as I, I'd like to have. I'd love to go back and do it. Really? Yeah, yeah. I can't, uh, I can't provide that service. Can't, could you? you, no. you right, okay. No, what I'm working on, yeah. Well, no, I'm fine mm. now mm. here, but... Uh, Okay. Yeah, so yeah, we did that for Radio 4. I was all right, you know. It was yeah. a bit, uh, they wanted really Irish material and yeah. a bit Irishy. It wasn't really. It was when we did Ar- Irish, Ar- huh? Ireland was flavoured. Really but, hot, yeah. yeah. And it was Jason Bourne and Colin Murphy and that, you know, their agent kind of was behind it. So and it not me. And not you. You weren't involved. I was well, really Tyler did un- in a few other really Mark unhappy. Darty. It was, was okay. Was, it was a bit soft. Like was Radio 4 comedy was 10. There's a great reputation for Radio 4 comedy that it's great and it has led to great shows on BBC mm. and that mm. is true but the vast majority of stuff you hear on Radio 4 is terrible. Oh it it's is really actually. Lame. Uh, now I've only found that recently because I listen to a lot of podcasts yeah. so I listen to the Radio 4 the say, comedy of the week or something. Oh yeah. And go, God it's terrible. It's shocking. Yeah. We went over and uh, we, we had a producer and he was dropped for some so there was some controversial sketch that was on and he was dropped. And this young fella, obviously Oxbridge, they're all Oxbridge there. Mm. And he wanted to do the really bad stuff again, like more like appropriate to a kid's show. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, that, was, that was an eye opener. Yeah. You think England is the cutting edge and whatever. No, it wasn't really. Uh, well, I, I just think they do a lot of stuff. And yeah, if you yeah. throw enough uh, muck at a wall, something's going to happen. You do, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's, it's like an industry over there. So, yeah. if a tiny proportion of it's good, then it looks like it's amazing, you know. Yeah, well, it's like... we only make a handful of shows here we, in RTE. We make and uh, good. Uh, shows uh, in RTE that uh, should be pilot. They should be piloted four or five times. Absolutely. But the pilots go out. Go out, I know. On air. Yeah. And yeah. then by the time... It's finding its legs. It's pulled. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, bad way of doing things. Is, I mean, yeah. so the amount of pilots that are made in America, I mean, pretty much every well-known, say, any successful, uh, sta- uh, you know, sitcom, uh, sitcom uh, actor who's made it in a sitcom has probably done 10 pilots that have There's failed. Pilot that season. never went out. Yeah. Yeah, Do you know, you, you, loads of actors go out for pilot season from here. And, uh, yeah. A.B. Huberman sadly was dropped a couple of years back and it was yeah. a big deal pushed in the papers like Amy Herman's doing the series and yeah. but it really didn't the, you know they drop you off the 90% pilot. chance she'd be yeah, yeah. dropped yeah uh, yeah. No, so we don't have that but it's not an industry here it's such it's it's not even a cottage industry here yeah it's nothing it's like the black economy well it's <laughs> like this uh, panel show I was a guest on recently Hey Ho Let's Go uh, uh, it's a panel music comedy like, show, right? Uh, d- uh, the Buzzcocks. It's like, yeah, never mind the Buzzcocks. And uh, the lads came in to meet to us in the international, into the improv, saying, "Oh, you have given us the go ahead. We have three weeks till we make our first show, which was going to be uh, a Christmas special." Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> three weeks. They'd never done a pilot. No. And they wanted us to do a, a pilot, a kind of a pilot for them in the international with them filming it on iPhones. Man. Yeah. And that, that's not their fault. So no. that's going to go out in there and they're going to look like idiots. Yeah. It's not their fault. No. No, 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 it's not. It's just because they're being, if you're given a show, you're going to take it. You're oh, yeah. not going to say, no, we're not. Yeah. Can we do a pilot for yeah. anyway, whatever. We know people who are very, very talented. Yeah. Really talented people and they've been put on rubbish 
on RTE. And they look like idiots. And they look like idiots. And people assume oh, they're not funny and they're all, yeah. I've done stuff yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And people judge you on that. Yeah. And they think if I could only do it, if I could just, there was a show called, there was a guy, there was some guys who wrote a series called The Roaring Twenties years ago. Uh, yeah. And they were always on like boards.ie and other yeah. forums like that. Yeah. Giving out about RTE. Yeah. And said if we could only get a chance. God. And they, they got a chance and yeah. it was the worst was the thing probably ever made mm. on television ever. Mm. Uh, that day, <laughs> it was terrible. And uh, but they and they were, you know, interviewed in the independence saying how we're gonna show people and we we're not like the rest of the people and we're watching Seinfeld and cutting edge comedy. Yeah. As if we hadn't seen that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The Simpsons yeah, yeah, and whatever. Yeah. Like, come on, you know. I know, yeah. And uh, they, but it was terrible. So yeah. Well, it's very hard to make. Rough a judge there's like there's that. a lot of people involved in a program, and the, uh, only the, the writers are only a bit of it. Yeah, uh, the writers, but the actors. In television, the, though, yeah. I think it's a bit like the stars have to be aligned to make something mm. good. I think with Ted, everything came in, fell into place. Yeah, with yeah. the writers at the right time, they were hot. They were writing for a lot of the best. They were writing for the Fast Show. They were really hot. Then yeah, and Ardell who was this amazing new stand-up and yeah. actor who was coming up and, yeah. you know, you had Hattrick and it, just everything seemed yeah. to align. And the, Ar- the, the church were at a certain point in their history yeah. in Ireland. And the Irish thing was kind of cool. Yeah. The Pogues came out around the same time and just Irish culture became yeah. a massive That's right. thing in, in London, So it just England. happened. It just mm. all, like, everything gelled and it was, it was a huge mm. success. Uh, yeah, I mean the only thing, I, the biggest thing I've been involved in outside of that was Naked Camera, and that was like happened all by accident. There was no design. Right. Yeah. Like Savage left. We had need someone. PJ. Yeah. And Maeve came out of nowhere, and 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 like anyone there was would no have design. said, a hidden camera. Oh, that's Us. so passe. You yeah. know, a hidden camera show. Yeah, I know. Uh, but uh, so it was happened. brilliant. It was yeah, brilliant. it was brilliant. Brilliant show. Yeah. Yeah. But, and uh, now it all it all so. happens by accident, and the stars are often aligned. You yeah. can get the best. You can take the best ingredients and make a pile of rubbish as well. Right, yeah. Which, you know, has happened. But so now you're, uh, the latest thing you've done is Savage Eye. So how did that come about for you? Well, it's you? not the latest thing I've done oh, because we're not? stopped doing it. We, we, we finished that last year. The latest thing I've done, I suppose, technically, well, is it Moonboy? Oh, Moon sorry, Moonboy. Yeah, yeah yes, that's yes, coming yes, out yes, next yes. week. I'm, uh, in that, I'm in about four episodes. I've got a couple of lines in three of them, like maybe a few lines, and then I've got a bit of a storyline, a bit of a storyline. Mm. in another so that's that's coming out yeah but that's really good but let's talk can we talk about Savage Eye yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 because how, how did you, you, you were to uh, yeah well between Naked Camera yeah. I hope this isn't boring but a Naked Camera I'd no, done a few pilots not. with Paul Woodfull and Arthur Matthews mm. I'd done I was the original Val Falvey TD I was in the pilot oh yes that. Yeah. that was the programme that went out on Sundays and Ardla Handon yeah. was Val Falvey I was but the you were the original the original yeah mm. So uh, that uh, was filmed and we did a thing called The Egypts on Channel 4 which that actually was broadcast. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was as part of a pilot series. Yeah, yeah. Now, none of them were, no, the sixth pilot, they none of them were great now, you know, they didn't, no one would have heard, you wouldn't have heard of any of them. And uh, who, uh, Arthur, Arthur Matthews and Paul, Paul Woodfull wrote it. Wrote it, yeah. 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 And it starred me and a few others, um, mm. um, Desi Gallagher, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, and then, so how did that lead on to the Savage Eye? No, it didn't. It didn't. No, 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 no. But that's so that what was you the did. year between. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So I'd be doing all this sort of stuff, and I thought, well, and I did an ad for Right Price Tiles. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Great work. So that was the one of it. That was definitely yeah, yeah, the highlight. And so I thought, I mean, when that that was that, that ad wasn't it wasn't well received, and I thought, it my was. career is over. 
Because <laughs> an ad for right price I know. tiles Nobody wasn't well received. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I thought, but you, you genuinely, mm. it's a very insecure business, and I thought well, yeah. that's it, it's all over. And then McSavage rang me to say he he got you a really. What you thought your career was over? I uh, well, things were quiet at the time. Yeah, things are very quiet. Yeah, for a time. Okay. But anyway, okay, uh, go on. Yeah. and then he rang me and he, was, he got a pilot commission. He wanted me to be in it because he, he felt guilty, I think, about leaving. I got him the part and I got him into the uh, naked camera. Oh, yeah. And right. I think he always felt a bit of guilt. And he, all, we always got on. He feels guilt? Like what I, did. I don't know if he felt, he, do, he doesn't mm. feel guilt, no. Mm. But I think he, he liked what I did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And he'd, be, he'd done a pilot for Channel 4 the year I did the Aegis. He, I think he'd done one called... Um, the uh, he did oh yes yeah. it was it's, really good it's where it, they you saw the people yeah writing the sketches yeah and the, then and then or, what, oh, I can't remember what it's called now it was brilliant yeah now, what, Rooney was in it I have to say that's one thing about David his he has got great concept that was a great concept yeah. for a program where you but saw the you people know, coming up with the sketches and yeah, then you saw the right. sketches I thought the one he, he made his own pilot for YouTube and I thought that was better than the one that went out on Channel Four all right yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, It'll come to me now in a minute. But anyway, that um, was rejected. He was gr- down. Great thing past. about that show even, because I remember the very last sketch on it was bizarre. But it's, it's, it's an idea Declan had Oh no, that up. was great. That was, that was and, the funniest bit. And I think that was yeah. hilarious because then you could almost have a sketch that didn't work, but it worked because, because of saw, the context of the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that yeah, was yeah, the, well yeah. we'll come on to that now with the Savage Eye. Okay. But like sometimes a sketch might work and you'd see it in the cutting room and you think it doesn't work. Yeah. And you get the right vox pop, someone saying something. Yeah, like, right. Suddenly it's funny. Yeah. But uh, we did. And so David done that and then... Uh, was down, was downcast and very depressed and was ringing me and saying whatever you know oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then he got or to e commissioned this other pilot yeah. for a project haha Jenny Griffin was behind oh, it okay. the Canadian lady yes uh, and she um, so I think uh, so he got me involved in that I got I, I, I did two days filming that was all and uh, it it went out eventually and it was really good mm. he was working with the Damien O'Donnell and Kieran Walsh, who are directors, yeah. you know. But the concept is David's, right? It's the concept David's. of Vox Pops and sketches. Yeah. Is now, I had put in, the, well, I, I had put into RTE an idea for a history show. But yeah. I think the one Delamere brought out for Vox Pops experts' sketches about... Real taking, Vox Pops? Yeah, real Vox yeah, Pops. Yeah, yeah. So you'd, be, you'd take someone like Wolf Tone, Podrick Pierce, six well-known people, yeah. and you'd do a show about them and see what right. people thought about them, what the public perception was against right. them. Right, and thing. then... And so, I mean, it wasn't that original. I, I was aware of, you know, that that format. It'd been, mm. You know, there'd been some things close to it before. Mm. But Dave... That strikes me, it. that would be a great idea, almost like Drunken Histories. You know Drunken Histories? Oh, no. Uh, where someone uh, does a politic, a historical event, they talk about... They, they drink a lot oh, yeah. before they talk about it. They, right. they know about the event, but then they get pissed. Okay. And so then they do the sketches using sometimes, going from the voice yeah. of the person who's talking about it. Yeah. So the... It, it gets all mixed up does it get a bit mixed, mixed up, up yeah. between yeah, so they, you, you see the character talk you could almost do that with almost do that yeah, yeah well, anyway, anyway that's our idea if anyone's that's listening. right yeah yeah um, but, uh, yeah. so uh, McSav- it, was, it, was McSav- it was McSavage with Scratch you know Kieran J. Walsh yes yeah and Damien O'Donnell you yeah. know these are film directors and they'd, yeah, they'd helped yeah, him yeah. come up with the format yeah so you know you do a vox pop and it would lead to or mm. some expert and it would lead to a sketch so, so how do you do, do, do you do the vox pops all first Dave uh, would have done all of those uh, pretty much first well now some of them 
you know you'd have a sketch which wasn't working and he'd go out and get somebody new to film mm. because a couple of the actors like from Foil Arms and Hug they're in later series as actors and they're as doing Vox, Vox Pops, Pops in the first series. <laughs> right. It's quite bizarre. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so you got other stand-ups and people you knew to say things, put words in their mouth, you know. Yeah. Oh, but uh, yeah. I was a great art format and it was really mm. up my street because I'd done a master's in history. And so oh, I, it was yeah. great to get all of that stuff out of my system mm. and talk about Irish history and, and write sketches for it, yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, but uh, I suppose... Go ahead. Yeah, one of the things with the Savage Eye was, I suppose, there would be a point of frustration for me and John and Derm- John Caleri and Dermot mm. McMurrow, who were the other writers of it. Mm. People assume it's all written by Dave. It's all Dave. Yeah. You're constantly, oh, he's a genius. Jeez, did you <laughs> see what he did the other night? And you say, well, Dermot McMurrow came up with that and wrote it. And Dave's yeah. a very good actor, but, you know, it was yeah, kind yeah. of... Come up and, yeah, so there was an element of that, that it was all him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what can you do? What can you do? Yeah, mm. yeah, I know. But there is an element in you that probably likes to be in the background as well. There is that. Yeah, but there is that. But you'd like the recognition then out north. You, you'd like recognition, you know. You yeah, know, yeah, or even behind the scenes. Because be yeah. I mean, say, with working with PJ, I got full writing credits, you know. There was no ever question of him getting the main writing credit or any of that sort of stuff. Yeah. So you, you know, you've written on Naked, Naked Camera and you've written on Savage Eye. Like yeah. a big input so does yeah. anyone ever come to you RT no one comes got, to me you know you have to have get out and do yourself. Dave would always McSavage would always tell you that there's yeah. no point in sitting back and yeah. waiting for the phone to ring Yeah, because you have to get out and do it yourself you'd have to yeah. so I'm trying to write stuff at the minute mm. with Paul Woodfull and mm. trying to write stuff myself Yeah, and and try to push it and uh, mm. that's all I can do yeah. I just finished doing a play for the first time I did Mall in the game. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was interesting. That was good, yeah. yeah, you've done a play. I did the Shawshank there. Yeah. Uh, Rese- Redemption. Uh, Some I, Shawshank I, re- resentment. Re- resentment. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's what it was like backstage. No, it wasn't. But uh, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it, actually. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed it, but I'm not sure if I want to do it again. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I felt like that. I did two runs of it, and the first time. Mm. I was during the summer it was the World Cup and I was missing loads of games but I mean it was was a different world it was really weird being up on stage and Mm. having to remember lines and Mm. stand in a particular place and all of that and that was hard but I did the second run there I really enjoyed it now I'd go back and do it again no problem would you yeah I would yeah Yeah. got a good buzz out of it yeah yeah Yeah. I enjoyed the experience and I have to say at the end of it and I never thought this would happen I was really sad that the group broke up yeah and, and the I tell you this, we that, don't have that in comedy, do we? No, we don't no. have it. You're just the you same don't have that collegiate of people yeah, every single thing. day. You're going and in you're and all, them. If you mess, you're going to upset. If they they have to be, and they'll back you up if you forget a line. Exactly, and that's almost. I don't, did you do this in rehearsal? We did this. Went to London. You do loads of trust exercises. Oh, we didn't so, do that. Oh well, we did that in, in London. We did yeah. uh, uh, before we even uh, learnt a line or did a scene. We did yeah. all these trust exercises. Was building. It was almost like when you joined the army and you yeah. and you. Be Become, they train you to be a band That's of brothers. Right. Kind yeah, of. exactly. It, was, it is uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you do. You miss the group. You miss yeah. that thing. Yeah. Uh, it was just good. Um, was, and and uh, you know, it's 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 a lonely experience. Then go back to and stand up, and you're on yeah. the road yourself. And, yeah. 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 But I mean, I, I don't think it's as bad. Like, actually, the most upset person when we when we broke up, was, our last uh, show was in uh, Dublin, was Ian Lavender, the, the uh, you know, the actor who played Pike, played Pike in, in Dad's, Dad's Army. Army. Yeah. He was in bits. Yeah. And maybe it's because of his age and maybe he, he had, I think he'd been sick yeah. for a while beforehand. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I know, yeah, but going back on the roads, a lonely existence. But, you know, sometimes I enjoy it. I was over in uh, Newcastle doing uh, a weekend and I just enjoyed being on my own and I'd go and do the gig. Yeah. And, it was great crack ah yeah no you need a balance though but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it is not it, it was yeah. a weird thing to, to be part of a team yeah. and I suppose I've been involved in teams on television but it's not the same but stand ups were all egos out for each, ourselves ah uh, no no I got no. the bigger laughs I got you know but like, yeah. this was all in it together ah uh, no yeah, no it's, it's lovely it's, the, it's a team uh, yeah. you're not trying to outdo each no, other no. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there are places where people are trying to outdo yeah, each other yeah yeah I'm doing yeah. something at the minute. Well, I have yeah. been working on trying to work on a thing with McSavage yeah. called Poor Me and the Bastards. It's oh, a yeah. You yeah. were involved I, in that. I was you involved, but I'm not anymore, I believe. Well, you I'm will be small. at some point. You, you were a bit <laughs> short for it. But you see, yeah, you see, this yeah. is the thing. You were very good, but mm. when you're looking at it, you're thinking, we wanted someone who was going to be McSavage's rival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all yeah, of the main guys, tall. if you get, you notice in comedy, remember in, back in the day, yeah. The tall comedians were all very alpha-ish, alpha male-ish. We're talking uh, Dara Brain. Dara Brain, Barry Murphy. Barry Murphy. Yes. And uh, there were others. Graham Linehan was tall. And, you know, you had all of these people. And they, they were all very good, much go-getters. They were That's the alpha. Interesting. Eddie they were, Bannon now. Eddie, well, no, he was short. But he's stocky. He's stocky, yeah. He's muscly. But, you know, there was a thing with tall yeah. people. And uh, so I think McSavage needed someone who was a bit bigger. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, so we're doing that yeah that's quite good I'd love to be involved oh he will uh, though if yeah. go, he's doing a play at the minute so we'll, yeah, he's, yeah, he's busy, yeah. busy with the pillow man. Yeah. I do enjoy acting I have to say yeah. it's good fun yeah. and I mean that was a long we did that scene about 20-30 times on a cold evening didn't yeah. We? yeah but I still enjoy it oh, I still enjoy it it's lovely being out and filming and having cups of tea and chatting and messing and, um, yeah. when you actually that was just a pilot now but yeah. when you really are on set and uh, people hold an umbrella over you ah it's fantastic you don't even have to it makes hold you feel very it. special yeah yeah, there's yeah. none of that in the theatre. There's no one to hold your stuff or do anything. You're pretty much there for yourself. You've to open your own filming. doors and stuff. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would love being collected by a limo. That's my best. I've done oh, yeah. that a couple of times. Where, where was that? Where was it? On ads? For Ted and for, for ads, Ted. the ads. Yeah. You're collected yeah. by a limo and brought there. And some, you've got a PA who collect, mm. gets drinks for you. I mean, I could live like that. I'd love that. And the minute the scene, the, the take is over, someone puts, if it's outside, put, puts a coat on you to keep you warm. Yeah. And it's not called a coat, it's called a keep warm. A keep warm, that's yeah. right. Oh, here's a keep warm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where are your sides? What are your, yeah. oh, my sides are in my keep warm. My script is in my coat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah. It's good but, crack. Uh, well, yeah. This interview's gone way, we're talking now maybe for over an hour. Oh, Oh yeah, yeah, it's good though. I'm enjoying good. it. Yeah, so but, uh, so, mm. um, so what? Yeah, you were saying. Uh, what were you saying? About but the it's got to be quiet now. The stand-up. Yeah, I was think. It? Yeah, I, th- ahead. I find the stand-up scene is dying a little bit with the uh, advent of the big super celebrity stand-ups. Yeah, it has to come to play the three arena, mm. and people see them on television and assume they're the only stand-ups operating. And the stand-up scene is not doesn't seem to be supported as much as it used no, to. No, it's gone way down. Yeah, uh, and I was banjaxed for a good few years now in the last maybe half a year it's gone better now I have started doing something that uh, I've booked rooms in, in festivals in England I've done the Leicester Festival last weekend and I'd sold out the room mm. so in a way showing just by showing initiative and mm. then you get an audience that come to see you and it's not like because I used to do the jonglers clubs in England and they were horrible horrible Horrible. Horrible. And I spent a good few Soul years. Soul destroying, yeah. And you're going in there in the stag parties and yeah. all this malarkey. Mm. But 
it's yeah. shit. So you have to, again, yeah. show an initiative. Mm. And maybe we tend not to. I tend to wait for the phone to call. Well, to, I ring. did that for years. Yeah. And then after, when you... Then it wouldn't when, even get back. When, when, when a did. whole year goes by and the phone has yeah. phone, you have to yeah. just get up your ass. That's right, but, yeah. But this is like, it's, isn't it... Do you find it strange that you started off saying, I'll do a bit of comedy, but that you're whatever age you are now, nearly... Late, 46. 46. This is your career. It's weird, yeah. You know, when, when you yeah. do, when you start, you don't see beyond the next two years. Yeah. Or a year. Yeah. You're just thinking of the next thing. Yeah. Uh, you don't realise that you're going to have kids and you're going to have to retire someday or, yeah, you know, things going to be tough. Pay a mortgage. It's a very tough, in- insecure business. Yeah. It really, really is. Yeah. And you get your ups and downs. And also your ego as well. Just, like, you know, it's really hard to go from doing a theatre run or something big to nothing. The yeah. rug is pulled out from underneath you. You're suddenly just back to nothing, and that's hard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just doing an audition and oh. not getting it. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's ridiculous that you should be... Yeah, so insecure. Insecure about yeah. it, but because it's your yeah. job. But for yeah. some reason, it... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, mm. But, I mean, it's funny how things have changed over the years. I think you, we couldn't have... You wouldn't have... When Father, when Father Ted came out, did you ever realise that something like Mrs. Brown's Boys would be the biggest thing? No. You think that's gone? That series, that that word is gone because that, it was all pushed out. That word, that that mainstream thing, yeah. pushed out by the royal family and Father Ted, yeah, and, and everything else. And now it's come back. Uh, and so many and a lot of the acts no, we're the doing new, well and are very mainstream. A lot of the new acts are racist. Yeah, they are. Uh, it's, misogynist. It's, absolutely, when, and it's when, accepted. And yeah. it's accepted. That's when in I, our scene. That's. I mean, they wouldn't have been accepted in the uh, scene we were in in in, in the nineteen nineties. In the international or Kilkenny or the, the Laughter Lounge even. Like you no. just the Laughter Lounge was quite an alternative place to go to yeah. where it's kinda of broader now and yeah. uh, there's a lot more uh, Well I wouldn't blowish. say any of the mainstream acts are, are racist and misogynist, but I'm just saying there are a young lot of acts like fellas that. trying to get into comedy. Now, the Laughter Lounge is still very good. It's a lovely yeah. place to gig, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, but you, you would see, you know, there are acts around who would be who just wouldn't have been around then. You wouldn't have heard that material. No, I okay. mean, uh, I suppose because they're starting off not knowing that when we started off, we were reacting to, to the stuff yeah. that was just mainstream. That's and right. Going, we're not doing mainstream. Yeah, and they almost... probably feel they were being very original. It's why did Manny <laughs> do this before? But yeah, maybe things will go in cycles. But uh, it's odd that uh, yeah, so many uh, really ropey stuff on RTE that's been very successful, like say Catherine mm. Lynch or Damon Ivor. It's all very you wouldn't that wouldn't have been broadcast. At a certain point. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Yet it is. It's racist. It's classist. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Very dodgy and very dodgy ethical yeah. uh, ground. And yeah, yeah, yeah it's accepted yeah. now. It's, it's yeah. I uh, know. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. It is bizarre. And a lot of the acts that you see, I think there's a lot of brilliant character uh, comedy came out of this time we were doing. Yeah. Like the Little Britain. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? The the chubby fella um, from Little Britain. The oh, Matt Lucas. Matt Lucas. Yeah, uh, he's amazing, right? Yeah. But he probably struggled on the stand-up scene for years. Oh, he did. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. it just what, what that doesn't work live. No. But you've got. I have to hand it to people like that who've persevered. Yeah. Yeah, but then they have to be discovered, or there has to be an atmosphere yeah. where you, where someone original like that That's is right. discovered. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. You know. No, it's harder and uh, harder. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but it's getting harder. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've but there out. is a certain yeah. uh, okay. But look, at the, at the end of the day, you you 
you've, you're successful. Like, well, well, you know, it's I would say I'm successful. It's hard to of make a living. Of course, you are. Well, people We've just gone through that. three. Uh, Brilliant series, series. Right. You, know, you I mean, looking back and you say the great series, and then at a t- theatre, you see, my fucking sorry, swear, but you my ears up fuck. on the gate on the gate, you know, and you think, God, he's doing well. But like the guy begging out in the streets, probably making more than a lot of actors. Okay, you may not, not me, be making but a, lot of a load of money, but you are successful. successful. Oh yeah, I'm doing what I Your like. Your career to do. is successful. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, Moonboy's coming that. out again, and I'll be Moon seeing you in that. Yeah. So thank God for that, but. I'd like to be doing more. You know, yeah, I know enough. people think you're loaded if you're doing telly. But well, I, I get excited. You know, I mean, I, this has been said to me a few times. The, I've been getting on a bus mm. and it's, oh, look, the famous actor getting on the bus. And I be like, I can barely afford the bus. And they say, oh, yeah, I thought you'd be driving a limo or a, a Ferrari. <laughs> oh, no. You get that all the time. Because you're on telly, you're loaded. And it's not like that at all. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, that's happened loads yeah, of times. Yeah. yeah but to, uh, to, no, lucky to be kept going and still gigging and uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think probably the people that we looked up to, like I'd say if you were, when, when I was a kid and looked at uh, Hulse Pictorial Weekly, I would have thought those actors were on the gravy train, that they were loaded. Yeah. But now I realise they were struggling They well. were struggling more than we were. Well, because I know Frank Kelly, I did, I did yeah. uh, the mall with Frank. Yeah. You know, Frank yeah. Kelly, Father Jack. Yeah. And uh, Frank uh, was struggling at that time. He said, you know, he was, he was gigging. Like me, you know, he'd be mm. doing the play and then getting into his car and going off and doing a gig somewhere down the country. Yeah. And doing Halls Victoria, doing Wanderley Wagon, just trying to keep the mortgage paid. Yeah. And like he had given up, like a lot of, like Des Kyo had been in the play as well. They give up uh, a, a, a life in uh, the law. They'd right, be they, they trained were barristers. Actually, yeah, they could have yeah. been seriously wealthy men, yeah. but they chose to do this. Yeah. And, uh, and but what way. would you what would you prefer? Like it's well, I prefer to do what I like to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the what money can't buy well, you there's that? There's no more enjoyment than writing something really no. good or And or I taught for a while. I, I found yeah. and and there are brilliant teachers who love it and are stimulated by it and it's mm. great. I found it very hard and I I, I, I couldn't have done it. Mm. I just couldn't have lived my life in a classroom like that because well, it wasn't any good. Yeah. But uh so. you know, do, doing these and the great thing about what we do is mm. that there's variety and you're not working in the same location doing the same thing all the time. Yeah. But you're doing a play for a run over money months. You get yeah. on really well with everyone in the play and then that comes to an end you go on to another project. Mm. And it's, it's not something away. you think about retiring from it's just something you just kind of oh, no. want to keep well, doing well, for the rest of your life. was 80. Yeah. Lovely man. Like I never worked mm. with him before and I'd always admired his work and lovely man. Still going and no intention of retiring. Yeah. So, you know, so uh, there you go. Yeah, it's great. That's a good one. Well, thanks for yeah. uh, coming in. That was yeah, a fucking long interview. Jesus, yeah. Yeah, thanks anyway. I'm good. Grant. I'll see you. Thanks, yeah. friend. <laughs> oh, that was Patrick McDonald. That was a lovely chat I had with him. Whoops. Playing my guitar there. So, uh, well, uh, I'm heading off to Toronto on Thursday. Then I'm going down to Boston and, and New York. I'm going to see Monday uh, next next week in uh, in New York, uh, March 18th, actually. Uh, so I'm going to be gone for a while. But before I go, I'm going to be interviewing uh, Fred Cook, and he's going to be on next week. Fred Cook, you'd know him from the Spar ad, but he's a, he's a good he's a good uh, a really brilliant uh, stand-up comedian and a great musician and plays quite regularly with Ham Sandwich, the band Ham Sandwich, so I'm going to be chatting to him, that'll be a bit of fun. But in the meantime, I'm going to just play this song, just play out with this song uh, that I wrote last week, so, hmm, here we go. 
Sometimes I sit and dream a while of good old days gone by. When people laid in restaurants that didn't have Wi-Fi. When the laptop's what you sat on. When Father Murphy caught your eye. Come here and sit in me lap. Talk. When an iPad was a handkerchief. You couldn't help but cry <laughs> When an email only ever came From friends in Amsterdam Did you get the A? Tend and soaked in syrup Was how you were delivered spam When a microwave was only ever found on calm days by the docks And an Xbox was anything at all It used to be a box When a Brazilian made you stop and stare Cause he was a football star Only man would wax and man would only wax their car Only those who sat on swings and swung were called a swinger When a Google was only ever used by one-eyed Scottish swimmer Where's my Google? This was a Castaway Media production. I'm seeing something. It's smiling at me. But not a friendly smile. The worst smile I've ever seen in my life. Do you see it right now? Smile. Rated R. Only in theaters September 30th.